everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. your vision. Have you ever been to an eye doctor? You know, they check your vision. They have ways to verify if you're seeing clearly. Some people think they're seeing crystal clear, but then they go to an eye doctor and the doctor puts on a pair of glasses. And like the old saying goes, whereas once I was blind, now I can see. This isn't the word vision I'm talking about. That's not it. I'm talking about the vision for your life. I always ask myself, am I seeing clearly? Am I pursuing my life's purpose at this stage of my life, or is there something blinding me to my vision? It's good to remember that in life, the answers will always change. The clarity of your life depends a lot on who you're trying to please, and there really is only one person that you can. You know, people become great when they set peace of mind as their chief aim in life. Clear thinking takes intellect, but far more important than that, it takes courage. Pursuing your life's purpose makes you feel alive. So what's your grandest vision for your life? What will it take for you to move in that direction? I think we all dream way too small. Visions for our lives are based upon a lot of things. They're based upon our upbringing. Things our parents told us. Words teachers used. And you know, children don't have much control over this stuff. They're just influenced. Now, people fall in two categories, though. There's the strong-willed and the weak-willed. There are children and young people out there that they're told things like, you're going to grow up to be just like your mother. And the person saying it is not saying this as a compliment. Some young people take that and believe it to be true, and shortly thereafter, it is in their life. Others, the strong-willed type, completely reject anybody trying to take out their insecurities or shortcomings on them. The strong-willed person knows who they are, and they will actually turn negatives into positives. You want to see greatness? You watch and learn. No one should ever be so evil to corrupt a young person's innocent mind for the worse. In life, when you believe something is said to you, you become just that, period. So let me ask you, has anyone ever blinded you from your vision? Has anyone ever said something to you that made you go blind to your vision? You can go blind and not even know it happened. No one knew it happened. After all, only you can feel the hope in your heart or lack thereof. I heard a story one time of this little girl. This little girl could sing like nobody else. This little girl's voice was like velvet. She sang all the time. But one afternoon... The little girl's mom was pushed to the breaking point. She was frustrated. Had nothing to do with the little girl. But the little girl was singing in the other room, and the mother walked in and said, Can you just be quiet for a minute? I'm trying to think. And the little girl never sang again. Never let people's frustrations and insecurities become part of your future. The little girl who was born to be a singer now lives a life that's frustrating her, and she doesn't even know why. Later, she does the same thing to her little girl, and the cycle repeats. When it comes to the vision for your life, what are your beliefs about you? 
What are they based upon? Who told you what you should or should not be? Never let someone else's insecurities or frustrations make you vision blind. Your insecurities, by the way, are not based upon what you think of yourself. They're based upon what you think other people think of you. And I can tell you they're not even thinking about you. If I could be the ideal me, what would that be? That's the question. If you could be the ideal you, who would you be? Let's make it very real. The fact that you're going to die one day is the reason you must live now. Your life is literally on a deadline. This should be your motivation. Jordan Peterson has a great analogy of this stuff. Great stuff. He talks about how vital forest fires are. He talks about how the dead wood falls to the floor and it's fuel for forest fires. The dead wood is also what the trees need to shed to provide new growth. You know, leaves fall, new ones grow. It's the cycle of life. Trees have adapted to withstand forest fires. Seeds can survive the average fire. But if the fires are suppressed long enough and the dead wood builds up too much, when the fire happens, it becomes so hot, it scorches the earth and destroys the seeds. So what dead wood do you need to shed before it's too late? Yeah, that's a great one. I love that. Yeah, Jordan Peterson is. It's. I've actually been listening to a lot of his stuff recently. Like mm -hmm. he has. He's like started his podcast back. He's starting to get all these other people out there, like oh, back onto it. It's. It's. It's really. Yeah. Again, it's very. You got to take it with a grain of salt because there's a lot of information at one time. But, mm -hmm. I like what you said is, um, who told you what you should or should not be? And I think that ties into another quote you said that a lot of people live and die and never know why. Right. Um, I think they play hand in hand. They do. And, right? They like, really do, don't they? Yeah, because it's like the idea, people sit back and they'll adjust and, and use their future. Well, they'll they'll base their future on what they're told today. Like, mm -hmm. this is you. And instead of just them sitting back and being like, is this really me? They'll just accept that without mm -hmm. truly knowing. And then they'll continue life. However, mm -hmm. um, can you expand, because that's like, because I think you brought it up how in the story with the girl with the singing and things like that, how, and then it's like a perpetual cycle and it continues mm -hmm. and continues. Mm -hmm. What can that be? Like, why? Like, where does that come from? Like, what, like, what's perpetuates that cycle? What starts that cycle? You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Absolutely. Like, I feel like it's such a, I don't think people are intentionally doing it. Right? Is it because the people that you're maybe getting advice from had their dreams shot down or the real world really smacked them in the face at one point and they were like, you know what, it's a tough world out there and we're trying to protect you? Right? I don't think there's malintent involved when, no. when someone tries to shelter or do something like that. But it, mm -hmm. thinking about it from this perspective, it's almost mm -hmm. like, yeah, like, why are you telling somebody they shouldn't go after this because mm -hmm. you are sheltering them when in reality you're just doing it to protect them and keep them safe? Right. Parents can only teach what they know, right? That's exactly. True. Yeah, exactly. So you, you That's what I'm getting across. Right. Yeah. You can't fault a parent for teaching their children what they know. And they learn that from their parents and, and it goes downstream like that, right? And you know, young children are so alive. Young children are completely uninhibited. They're going to say exactly what they're thinking. They are truly living the life they're supposed to be living. Parents want to keep their kids safe. The trouble with this is parents tend to say the word no to their child like 17,000 times by the time they're 16 years old. And if you tell someone no long enough, they're going to believe it. No, don't do that. You shouldn't do that. Don't get hurt. Stay away from that. Play it safe. 
and children become conditioned to play it safe. So rather than this, this just excitement for life of pursuing exactly what I want to do and having no fear to do it, society instills fear into young children. Be afraid. You might get hurt. So therefore, I should be afraid of things I want to do because I'm taught to be afraid of the things I want to do. Because jumping off the couch, I might get hurt. I want to do it. It's a lot of fun. And it's, it's, it, you can't blame the parents. But, you know, a lot of this stuff is that parents' challenges get passed on to the, children's, to the children and right on downstream. You got to break this cycle. How, though, right? I feel like it's very easily said than done because, like, if you're dealt a bad hand as a parent— and I can't, I'm not a parent, right? So I don't, I'm not trying to speak on behalf of parents, but there's a lot of things, a lot of great things that I've learned from my parents that I can't wait to pass down to my children. And then I have also like, all right, well, here's how I would want to right? like things that I maybe missed out on and things like that growing up. So when you say break the cycle, that's where I'm always curious. Cause it's like, okay, what, right. how do you know the cycle? Like what so, is the cycle? So the, the, I think the first part of this is to understand that every word that everyone says has nothing to do with anybody around them. It has to do with themselves. So if I'm saying to someone, don't do that, be careful, stay away from that. I'm fearful. I'm scared. Randy's scared. If I'm saying that to someone, be really cool. Don't do that. That's really scary stuff. It has nothing to do with them. I'm the one saying the words. So that's the first place to be. If, if I, I practice with my, with my children. I try to never inhibit their dreams. I try to always encourage them to pursue every single seed that God put in your mind. Pursue it, pursue it, pursue it with no fear. And, you know, it, it's a tricky balance because you don't want your kids to get hurt. But at the same time, the, you know, the Bible talks about how if you have children and you don't discipline them, you're destroying the child. So, and, and, but on, so on one hand, you have to discipline them to, to do the right thing in life. You shouldn't steal and lie and cheat and all that type of stuff, right? So, and my children, Maggie's seven, and, and things, things that, that should be better in someone's life, you can catch early on. So here's an example. Maggie, baby, if Maggie were to say to me, Dad, I'm, I'm afraid to go in the room, it's dark. I go, well, get in there right now. Go, 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 go. And I push her right in. You don't go, oh, let me turn the lights on. Let me protect you, little baby. No. If you're afraid of it, you do it now. Go after it. This is the whole crux of almost everything in life. Whatever you're afraid of is where your life is. That's where you belong. Every single thing that's great in your life is wrapped up in fear. It's encased in it. And if you were to go on the Bible side of this, you, I could say that the devil encases in fear to keep you away from it. He's going to make you afraid of it. So put it around, put in, in wrapped up in fear so, it, so you, you don't want to touch it. You know, I mean, and then Maggie walks in and she goes, oh, geez, there was nothing to be afraid of. Of course there wasn't. But that's the that's what starts in people's lives where there's, you know, a parent may say, oh, let me protect you from the fear of the dark. Then it goes one step further. I'm, I'm afraid to I don't know. I'm afraid to drive to Philadelphia alone and back. Oh, well, well, let me let me drive you down there. So you don't have to, fa you don't have to face that fear. No. Oh, my gosh. Anything you're afraid of, you face it today and go after it. This is independence. This is freedom. There's also I mean, I can go on all kinds of tangents with this, Ralph, has it do with assumptions of life. People make assumptions all the time. It's so dangerous. Any assumption that we make is probably the wrong assumption. What do you mean by an assumption of life? So, wow. Like you're assuming somebody's living the life that they want to, but it's like, you like if me, like it's like, oh, like you see Ralph outside and it's like, oh, he's happy and happy. It's like, oh, I assume that he's doing what he needs sure. to do in his life when in reality you don't know anything 
that's yeah. going on in his life behind yeah. closed doors. Yeah, just, but, just to, just to, yeah. I want to get in the same. So way. assumptions and taking things personally go hand in hand. Okay. Okay. Yep. So here's an example. The other day, I had, um, I get hundreds of emails every day, and I try to get myself off of those automatic emails. So a lot of times I'll unsubscribe some stuff, you know, and I don't even know, know how I get on a lot of them, right? I unsubscribe on it. Well, I unsubscribe one, and then I I learned later that when I unsubscribe from it, the person took it personally. They go, "Whoa, is Randy mad at me?" I'm not even sure who you they are. are. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I know nothing about it. But what happened was they made the assumption, oh, Randy might be mad at me because he unsubscribed to this. Has nothing to do with me. I, I, there's nothing there. Taking things personally doesn't lead to anything healthy. Making assumptions doesn't lead to anything healthy. And it's, you know, people tend to take out their insecurities, their deficiencies on other people. I was going to say. The crux mm. of this talk is that, and you know how we talk about how young children, people build the dreams of young children. Generally, people aren't so nasty to, to beat up an eight-year-old or, or to say, yeah, you're, you're no good. You're not going to be able to accomplish that. What makes you think you're going to do that? No one in your family's ever done that. What, you don't have enough money to do that. You don't have the education to do that. Whatever it would be, right? Whatever external excuse someone's creating, that has to do with the speaker. The person saying that is the one is the one creating these words. And if someone's ever trying to take their insecurities out on you, just reject it. Just go, you know, I feel bad for them. It stinks that they feel so low about themselves that they have to actually try to take it out on me. You're independent of everyone around you. You think for yourself, you breathe for yourself, you act for yourself. And <laughs> the vision for your life when you were a young child should grow. It shouldn't go dark. And I think a lot of people, when they're young, they're enthusiastic, they're excited, they're motivated for life, but then the negativity of the people around them get in their head and it just suppresses all the hopes and dreams and it goes away. The whole key to life is to stay the eight-year-old. Do not let the negativity on the outside get on the inside. Anybody that would ever doubt you or say, no, you can't do it, go, are you kidding me? You have no idea what's going on inside of me. You have no idea of my aspirations. You have no idea that, look, I was creating the image of God and you have no say over this. That's the way things work. I mean, that's the position. That's this, that's this whole talk of what's your vision for your life? What's the grandest vision? I can tell you, people dream way too small. I do, you do, we all do. People go, wow, did you ever think Blue Ridge would be what it is? Not even a little. It was such a tiny little dream, and look what happened. Imagine if I had the nerve or the self-esteem to dream much higher. It would be unbelievable. But, I mean, that, that's the challenge everyone faces all the time. How big can you dream, but then are, do you have the self-esteem, the self-worth to say it to the world? And a lot of people battle that. Why? Because they suppressed it. Because... They don't want to look dumb. I don't want to look uneducated or whatever it is. Uh, sometimes I feel at the township meetings. I'm a supervisor at the township meeting. I'm one of three supervisors publicly elected. And there's times I sit there and I, I have a question about what we're talking about. And sometimes I go, there's a little thing whisper in my head going, don't ask the question. You might look dumb, Randy. Oh my God, ignore that. Yeah. Ignore that. Say it to the room. And if someone wants to laugh at me in the back, too bad for them. <laughs> they have no idea. They have no idea. They're the ones that are laughing at themselves. It has nothing to do with me. You yeah, know, I, and I, this is the whole point of life. You know, if someone's not passing you positive excitement and enthusiasm and they're passing you something that's ugly, don't take it. Just say it. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah, just like try to shrug it off. I I like that you brought up that whole like the supervisor thing because it makes sense. Like people expect someone like in that position, it's like you need to know everything. It's like I don't need to know everything. I need to be a good leader. And I need to be able to shift and grab and 
and put the right people in the right position at the right time mm-hmm. that I know can get something done and accomplished. So that idea of you, you know, fighting with that demon, I guess we can call it, that's like, don't ask the question. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I need to ask this question. And mm-hmm. if that person laughs, it's like, it's so unbecoming because mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, you're trying to solve a solution. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. Mm-hmm. And that idea is like, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Like, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what it takes to do it. What is the harm in doing mm-hmm. so? Mm-hmm. Um, I, in that township scenario, I've already been in township meetings and we're, you know, the three of us are talking things out in public in front of people. And I've had people snickering at us and that's fine. Let them do it. it has nothing to do with us. We're, we're, we're basically presenting ourselves publicly. We're making ourselves vulnerable. And if someone wants to laugh at that, have at it. Yeah. People's not, insecurities reflect, right? Is, yeah. is that what it is? That's why I always say, if, if 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 anybody ever finds themselves in a spot where they're putting someone down or they're tearing down dreams, they need to go look in the mirror and go, what is your problem? Because it's not the person you're beating up. Mm. Not the person you're beating up. Love that.